everyone doing? Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. We are going to take today's opportunity to discuss acquisitions. We've talked about these a lot in the past as they relate to various um, companies that are, you know, spending a lot of money to buy other companies um, in the media sphere. We talked about it a lot with Disney buying Fox. Um, it was a little before the show's time, but Disney pre-acquired Lucasfilm, Marvel, Pixar, all these other things. We've reported on Amazon's reported purchase of MGM. Um, you know, all these kind of things that are like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is happening. And, you know, all of these purchases have a human cost to them, and that doesn't really get addressed as much as it should. I mean, because, like, first and foremost, if Disney buys Fox, which, you know, Disney did, they don't have to lay off people because they don't need to distribution centers. They don't need, like, everything that they do that, you know, Fox did on its own and Disney does on its own, um, that both companies do, it's a redundancy to have both, so there will, there are layoffs involved. Um, today's big thing is Activision being bought by Microsoft. Now, I have a problem with Microsoft acquiring Activision in much the same way that, like, you know, like, you know, when Disney bought Fox, it was less of a, a hiccup for me. Um, because Disney is very much entertainment exclusive. Um, they aren't needling their way into our lives through something else. Like, Universal, who was one of the other big bidders for, um, for, for 20th Century when that happened, um, is owned by Comcast, the cable company. If, um, like that that's a that's a big deal. Warner Media is owned by ET and T. As like we saw a little bit of what happened there, um and and, and how, how it works with yesterday when we heard about why Adam Ruins Ruins Everything got cancelled. Where it was because it's like Impractical Jokers gets ratings and Carbonaro gets ratings, but nothing else really does, so why are we gonna bother spending money on these other things? And it doesn't take into consideration other aspects of, of you know media that, that go into it. It's a very, it becomes very, you know, money-oriented. And, and to say that, you know, Disney isn't is laughable, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, you know, Disney doesn't have the backing of a telecommunications company. Um, they're not owned by a cable company or a, uh, like, a, a giant other thing. Like, you know, the, the acquisition of, um, like, you know, uh, what's it called? The acquisition of MGM by Amazon is a little bit more, you know, chilling to me in a way, um, because Amazon, um, you know, is not, is at this point primarily a web server company. Like, yeah, all the shit they can sell you dirt cheap is nice and, and all of that, but they are a, a web server, a, a web server company. They get the majority of their income from government contracts for web services. Um, and I think that, like, you know, that's fundamentally a problem. Um, I think that, you know, and, and, and look, it's not lost on me that if you want to get any of my books, it's almost exclusively through Amazon. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where we look at, you know, what, 
what is going on with these acquisitions, and it is definitely a problem um, as we start to consolidate and consolidate and consolidate. Um, but movies are much farther along now than than video games are. Um, now, look, Microsoft's been making moves like this in the recent past for for a number of years now. They acquired Bethesda and they acquired um, Activision now, which are two of the highest profile you know, third-party studios out there. Like, you know, EA is also pretty big, and Epic, and, and there are a few others. But, you know, Activision's a huge one. Bethesda was a huge one. That Now they're acquired by Microsoft. What it's doing is it's driving competition in a weird way. Where instead of being competition between, you know... Like, here, here's the thing. Is that... Um, for a long time... Um, the movie industry has had a rule in place where a company uh, or, or a distributor cannot distribute and also exhibit, which is why we have, like, AMC uh, as its own company that doesn't also distribute to, you know, that, that, that doesn't um, make movies on their own. It is solely a exhibitor. Um, the... Like, you know, Amazon, Amazon Studios does not own theaters. Uh, you cannot go to a, a, a Disney theater. You cannot go to a Sony Pictures theater. You cannot go to a, um, what's not, uh, a Warner Brothers theater. If you are making, you cannot also exhibit. You have to go to an outside company for that. And that's to prevent vertical integration um, of, of the industry. Um Herein lies, you know, the, the big kind of, you know, thing that happens there. Um, where video games doesn't have that separation. Um, where the company that makes the console also makes games for the console, also can now acquire second and, and make, you know, others and, and now own studios um, and use them in that regard. I think that. I mean, look, I think an agreement like that, where it's like, we're not going to make our own games, and, and look, you can, you can have second party, like, there are first party studios, like Sony, you know, like Sony has their first party studios, studios that are owned by Sony, then there are second party studios, which are studios that are not owned by Sony, but exclusively do business with Sony, um, and then there's also, you know, the studios that are, um, third party, which will do business with both, um, now, look, I, I think that this is, a, this is, you know, the beginning of this going broad. Um, because I think Bethesda was very niche um, in a way that, you know... Um, like, not everyone was familiar with Bethesda's product line. Like, Fallout was a huge game, but it wasn't quite mainstream. Neither is Skyrim. And, and I know it's going to piss people off to hear that. But, like, when I say mainstream video game... I think of Grand Theft Auto. I think of Madden. I think of NBA 2K, whatever the year is. I think of games that are played by, you know, millions of people online as a social experience. Um, even Fallout 76 didn't quite hit that. I think that, you know, to an extent, the games market is still a niche thing, especially when we get into narrative single-player games like Fallout, like, um, 
what's it called, like, uh, like, like, uh, Skyrim, like, any number of other Bethesda products, where they're gonna have a huge, devoted fan base who are gonna sit there and play it every time it comes out, but they're not going to, um, show up, you know, but that's the thing is, you know, if they go, like, if these fans go to Microsoft, they will go to, like, if, if this company goes to Microsoft, the fans will go to Microsoft with them. Um, as long as the quality remains as high as it was in the past, which quality, quote-unquote, for Bethesda, but, um, like, if that's the case, then that will happen. If we get to a point where now, like, if we look at, like, what is owned by Activision, it's like, Overwatch is owned by Activision, um, uh, what else is there? Uh, World of Warcraft is owned by Activision, which is probably one of the most mainstream online games on the planet, um, to this day. Um, what else is owned by Activision? Um, certain Call of Duty games are made by Activision. Now, I don't know how that's going to be impacted. Is now one in every three Call of Duty games going to end up being Xbox exclusive from here on out? Um, or is Activision just going to lose that license to be like, hey, we're not making Call of Duty games anymore? Um, it feels like the kind of, and, you know, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um, all of these characters are now going to be under the Microsoft, you know, header, and it's like, cool, like, you know, it, it, it's a big thing for Microsoft. Um, but I, I, and I think that it'll be, it, it's going to be, like, bigger if we see, if EA topples and goes exclusive, that's going to be a problem. Because, like, even, like, I have less of a problem with exclusivity deals or time exclusivity like we're getting with, like, you know, certain things. And, and I, I understand Xbox and, and Microsoft needed to do this to stay relevant because they had fallen out of favor, I think, in the last console generation where the PS... Um, what's it called? Where the PS4 kind of took over for the Xbox One. Um, at least that's how it felt to me anecdotally. Um, and, and me personally, I prefer the PlayStation 4 to the Xbox One. Um, and then the way that the Xbox One and, and everything after got marketed seems confusing, where the PlayStation is very, you know, the same thing we've done for, you know, consoles for a long time, where it's like, you know, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 1 slim, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 2 slim, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 3 slim, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 slim, PlayStation 4 Pro, PlayStation 5. Like, very straightforward, very easy to understand. Now it's like we get into Xbox, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and it's like, well, it's, it's all just confusing. Not to mention the fact that the com commercial for Best Buy this past holiday season had the Xbox Series S featured in it, and that's not the right console, and it's going to make people think it is the right console. So I think that they did need this, but at the same time, I think for competition and for gaming as a whole, and I say that it sounds like, a, like you know, as someone who likes playing Spyro, it sounds like I'm just being pissy about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with giving up playing, you know, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot if I get more of the Spider-Man games, and I think that, like, you know, with Disney having pseudo-exclusivity with, um, with Sony, because, like, that's where Knights of the Old Republic is coming from. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is going somewhat exclusive at Sony, or at least timed exclusive, if not entirely. Um, like, Spider-Man 2, they've expanded their Marvel licensing deal to include a Wolverine game. Um, so, 
I think that this needed to happen for Microsoft, but I don't like this thing where these large companies are buying out smaller studios. Um, and I think that within 20 years, we're going to see the end of second party. Um, and there will be third party studios, but it'll just be large indie game studios. And I think we'll see uh, more companies like um, like Stardew Valley, like the, the company named Stardew Valley, I think it's Concerned Ape. Um, I don't know the one who made Unpacked, but like the only multi-platform things are going to be there. And I think there's even a world in which multi-platform ceases to exist, where if you're a, a, a distributor or if you're a, a, a studio that makes an indie game, you have to pick one. Like, I could see Sony saying, like, look, if you want to make a game and you want to release it on the PlayStation, you can't release it on Xbox, too, or you can't release it on the Switch, too. Like, you know, and, and what will end up happening is that'll hurt like that I don't think will happen because I think the best console to play indies on is not the Xbox or the PlayStation it's the Switch um and I heard an interesting take on it on a podcast that's not this one um where it's like you know the I think that the um the, the reason for that is the the Switch doesn't have third-party games in so much as it will never have Red Dead Redemption 2. It will never have the new Grand Theft Auto game, um, besides the remastered original trilogy, uh, the remastered PlayStation 2 trilogy. They will never have, um, you know, even if it wasn't exclusive to the Xbox, um, from now on, they will never have Elder Scrolls 6 or Fallout 5 or Starfield or any of these big games that require a lot of, you know, memory and all of that. What they will have is they will have, um, uh, they will have their own exclusives and their second-party titles. So, like, Pokemon will probably always be on the, will all, probably always be on Nintendo. Um, no matter what form the console takes, it will probably always have Pokemon only there. You will probably all, unless Nintendo goes under, um, you will always find Mario and Zelda and, um, uh, what's it called? And, and Metroid and, and these titles, when they come out, will exclusively be on whatever that Nintendo console is. Um, so, in between those, um, my console is a paperweight without indie titles to keep me entertained. Um, which is why it's important for Nintendo to have big indie, or have, you know be the indie showcase, and be the place where it's like, look, we have indie games, games you've never heard of before, games you, you know, that might be a hidden gem, and it'll be fun, and you can do that, so, like, you know, it makes sense to me that that's the case, and I think that, you know, closing off saying that, like, hey, um, you, if you release on the Switch, or whatever form the next Nintendo console takes when they make after the Switch, if you release there, you will not be allowed to release on, um, on, on the PlayStation and thereon, same thing with, you know, the Xbox and thereon, um, that's a huge thing, because I don't think an indie developer will take a, um, will, will take, they'll be like, fine, <laughs> like, how much could they possibly make on the PlayStation and the Xbox anyway, where people are gonna go there not to play indie games, they're gonna go there to play, um, what's it called, um, they're gonna go there to play, uh, the, the exclusives, like or the the third party, so yeah. Sorry if I sound a little congested. I'm still you know a little congested. Um, 
But yeah, uh, we will wrap up there for today. Uh, I am not happy about the Activision acquisition. Um, and it's not because, you know, I prefer the PlayStation. Because it's like, that's the thing. is like, if you're over a certain age and you really like to play video games, um, the console wars are just ridiculous. Um, because being like, you know, oh, well, I, you know, I don't want to, I have a PlayStation, so I can't play these. Like, okay, if you really want to play that game, go buy the console and just shut the fuck up and, and, you know, bite the bullet and and shut the fuck up. Like, you know, uh, I think the console wars thing is, is needed as a kid. Um, well, not needed, but it is, you know, it is a childlike thing where it's like, look, I only have so much money. My parents only have so much money. And they can only buy me one console. So you get that one console and you got to defend that one console. Um, so I understand that. Um, but once you reach a certain age where it's like, if you really want it, you can buy it yourself. And you're still sitting here like, oh, well, this is the best. It's like the video game company isn't going to fuck you for saying that it's the best. The, you know, Nintendo is not going to give you free stuff and, and all of that. Like, you know, I, it's it just, you know, you sit here and, and, and argue for the company, but it's not going to get you anything besides a headache. So, you know, we'll wrap up there for today. Um, and we'll be back with any additional news that happens tomorrow. Plus, a Book of Boba Fett review tomorrow evening, uh, or Thursday morning, and uh, upcoming Peacemaker uh, episodes. So until then, have a great rest of your week.